Welcome back to another episode of the ALG Podcast. As always, I am your host, John Arpino, otherwise known as J-Arp's Journey on Instagram, and I am joined alongside my partner in crime, my tag team partner of the day, David Roden, otherwise known as Fit underscore D-Rock on Instagram. David, how are we doing today? I am well. We're coming off a W. I just won today, so uh, your boy's you feeling win? good. Uh, bowling, duh, high school bowling. Come on, man. It's only like the coolest thing ever. That's cool. <laughs> I was on TikTok Live uh, this morning, and you know Rob in the community? Yeah. Rock, Rock and Rob. So um, he, <laughs> I was on TikTok Live, and I was doing a live with this one of the other, uh, someone that has a big fitness account. And I said how I had to get off because I had a bowling match. And he goes... David is the whitest man ever. <laughs> yeah, no, you never cease to amaze me. Every week you get whiter and whiter. I'm waiting for you to tell me you're join, joining a rowing team. Oh, I would die. 100% rowing. Like, in all honesty, people that row are savages. Like, I've never witnessed such a brutal sport to, to do, if you want to call it a sport. Kind of a sport. So. It's a sport. Yeah. It's a water sport. Is, is it a sport? It's a sport. It's a sport. I don't know. Go ask one of your rich white friends. We had a rowing team in high school. I'm sure you did. I'm not even remotely surprised at all. Not I don't know if we were good or not, but I know we had one. But you know what? On today's episode of the ALG podcast, we are not measuring success by if your high school had a rowing team or not. We're not measuring success by how many zeros you have in your bank account, and we are certainly not measuring success based on your trust fund. No, no, no. Today, we are... <laughs> that was the best segue in That was really ever. good, but then you just fucked it up. You were, yeah. you were cruising. No, 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 my friends. My friends at home, my faithful listeners, today we are talking about different ways we measure success on our journeys, whether that be mental, physical, emotional success. Now, 100%. I know that David only knows about monetary. <laughs> You're losing it. You're losing it, John. I know David only knows about monetary success, but today, today we're taking it one step further. So David, if you could, if you could humble yourself for a moment, <laughs> take yourself out of the high tower. How do you measure success? So I, I love this topic um, <laughs> just because I think we've all been there. Uh, we use, like just like so many things, we use one definition for success, and it can really fuck you up. And so realizing that there's there's multiple ways to track progress, there's multiple ways you can see yourself progressing. And the more ways you track progress, the more ways you measure success the more in tune with reality you are and the more consistent emotionally you're going to be because i mean i'm i'm sure you and i both have been there where it's like when you hyper fixate on the scale right. and the number <clears throat> on the scale is your only metric for success it can fuck with you mentally absolutely because you just because it's like okay i'm doing all this work and at n the, the number of the scale is not changing even though pant size is fitting better i feel better i look better uh, my blood pressure is getting better all these things are getting better but if you only hyper fixate on the number on the scale it can create a delusion of progress and so 
Um, John, what, what ways have you tracked progress? What, what ways, um, have you learned from that? Like, how do you walk me through how you track progress? So I think one of the best things, um, you know, for me has always been really honing in on and appreciating the NSVs that we collect along our journey. And what is an NSV, John? An NSV is a non-scale victory dating way back to the Roman times. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I I'll think be honest. I did not know what an NSV was until I met you. Yeah, I'm sure. I know. I've I was, never heard that term before. You just wasn't. You were on the bowling team. <laughs> <laughs> you you weren't sitting yeah, with the cool weight loss kids at the cool kids table and Instagram. I was never lunch. on the Instagram weight loss. No, table. no, yeah, no. You were you were playing bowling and backgammon and water polo. <laughs> <laughs> learning funny. learning the Greek alphabet. <laughs> Read, yeah, re- so. reading reading physiological books yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't what a shooting in the gym um no but i seriously nsvs i think are first for me first and foremost the most important stick of measurement for success that there possibly is right so like you take your mind off this giant goal that you have whether that be you know 50 100 200 pound weight loss right we break that down into nice small fucking bite-sized pieces and uh, I think that not only makes getting to the to the big picture goal easier, as we've stated a billion times on this podcast, but I think that celebrating those non-scale victories are more important, more of a long-lasting memory <clears throat> than looking back and being like, Hey, remember when I hit that like long weight loss stall and then all of a sudden, you know, the weight came off that one time or whatever, like to me being like, Hey, I used to be a whatever in jeans and now I'm a whatever in jeans. Like that's a non-scale victory. Yeah. The first time not having to buy clothes from DXL. (laughs) Yeah. Or not needing a seatbelt extender in an airplane or being able to ride a roller coaster again. You know, all the big ones, but there's the small ones like being realizing that you could fit in a booth again at a restaurant or realizing that, you know what, a a regular bath towel finally fits around me. You know, like those were major. I can think of back to those specific dates and times and smells in the air and all those memory chemicals that happen when you think about something important, like all those for major NSVs. Then I could be like, Hmm, when was the day I broke 200 pound weight loss? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. Cause it's like, and, and it's, and like, this is the way I kind of, um, kind of break down NSVs too, where it's like, okay, so obviously you have the number on the scale like that. That is one metric to track, right? Is it, should you get rid of it? No. Should it be your only value? Absolutely not. Um, so, like, I'm just going to crank out some different ones personally that I use. Um, number one, I, I do track my number on the scale. I track weight. Um, number two, I track body fat percentage. Um, number three, I track uh, total body fat because obviously through body fat percentage. Um, I track how strong I'm in the gym. Um, huge one for me, blood work. Like this is one that you, people people undervalue because just dropping ten percent of your body weight, your cholesterol tends to get better, your blood pressure gets better, your blood sugar gets better, and ultimately, that those those, those ways of of measuring success at the end of the day are actually what creates quality of life. Right. Like the, whether you are one hundred ninety pounds or two hundred and ten pounds. 
doesn't really affect your quality of life. But w- whether you are pre-diabetic, diabetic, have this pre- this illness or these knee problems or whatever, and seeing those things go away because of the number on the scale dropping, not because it hits the exact number you're looking for, right. but this idea that it's actually creating benefit and quality of life change in your life um, really opens up the door to, at the end of the day, how to measure success is how the quality of your life changes. Absolutely. If all you're doing is for is just the fucking number on the scale, this is why so many people get caught in the diet roller coaster. They, they, they lose a fuck ton of weight. They gain a fuck ton of weight because it's only about the number on the scale and the addiction to the number on the scale dropping. And they lose perspective on all the rest. So, Absolutely. Um, John, have, and I you, think it makes the journey more interesting. Oh, 100%. In the long run. You know, it gives when, you when more you, consistency. When, it gives you consistency. It gives you something to celebrate. It gives you milestones. You know, when you start creating, again, more smaller goals, you'll notice more and more that you're approaching that big goal quicker. You know, mm-hmm. than, than just how, like, again, than just zoning in on that big goal. What, once you don't get that instant gratification of setting the goal, breaking the goal that we all want in life, right? Like, we all want to be able to set a goal, break a goal 24 hours later. And that's just not what it's like. When you give yourself these, um, these NSVs, these awards, these milestones, whatever you want to call them, it's almost like uh, a, a self-rewarding system. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, you don't have to celebrate by going through a McDonald's drive-through, but you know for a fact that you're two size smaller in shirts. And mm-hmm. you might have started this journey at a 4XL and you're in a large for the first time in your life or as long as that you can remember. That's more important than being like, mm, I lost five pounds today. I could go for a junior bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's. 100%. So, John, I guess I would love to hear from the other perspective, too. Um, looking at the last umpteen years um, of your transformation and how you've measured success, how have you fucked up those measurements in the past? Like overvalued certain things, um, stuff like that. Um, I definitely, I think in the beginning of my journey, put a lot of weight on specific weight loss numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, not even knowing if like, I don't know. I just like specifically remember thinking like me losing a hundred pounds was going to be this huge miraculous moment and then like because i lost a hundred pounds because that seemed so unfathomable to me at the time it being like a huge ordeal and it wasn't at all and it it was it was almost more crushing because when i lost the hundred pounds i knew i had so much more to go and like i just wasn't um visually progressing right? The way that I had perceived what a hundred pound weight loss would look like, you know, coming from uh, such a big weight, 520 pounds, it's 500 plus pounds, losing a hundred pounds. That's amazing. Like not taking any of that validation away. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, I didn't look much different, you know, from 500 pounds to 400 pounds. I was still a large, massive human who needed to lose a significant amount of weight to be healthy. I was still sick. I still had high blood pressure. I was still on the high blood pressure meds. I was still on the sleep apnea CPAP machine. I was still having bad asthmatic episodes. Like, yeah, 100 pounds was cool, 
100 pounds was not everything I cracked it up to be for years and years and years when I couldn't lose 100 pounds. No, I, I I completely agree. It's like we create this like delusion of grandeur in this this one singular number. Like right. once I hit one seventy five, mm-hmm. my life is sunshine and rainbows. Yep. And it's like this is not how it works, and it makes you lose massive perspective on how to measure how to measure success, how to value things differently. Mine, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll look back on. The the transition from carb cycling into low carb, low carb got me into Dr. Fung and, and, and fasting and extended fasting and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I went through that phase. And I'll admit, because I had such a hyper fixation on the scale for a while there, and I still indulged, um, it created the occasional uh, like starvation type mindset for me, yes. um, which what would happen would be like... I would eat an entire Jets pizza to myself as an indulgence and then see the scale being up 8, 10, 12 pounds in a day, primarily water weight people. Um, But I'd be like, okay, let's reset. And I would do a 24-hour fast or a 36-hour fast. And I look back on that and I'm just like, that was so fucking stupid. Like, that's just so dumb. Like, it's so unnecessary. Um, but I went through that phase because I hyper fixated on the number on the scale and that, that can create a opportunity to make some irrational decisions because you're only focusing on one thing. Yeah. Um, and so I went through that phase. Like I, it's always so funny when we talk about intermittent fasting, extended fasting, low carb, all this kind of stuff. And, and I push back on some of it. It's like, bitch, I fucking did it too. <laughs> Like, I get it. Like, yeah. I 100% understand where this stuff comes from. I just challenge you on, on what you're doing. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things when you measure success, when the number on the scale is your primary mover and shaker for it. I've dealt with it on TikTok Lives, too, where I talked to a girl on there who's, who had lost like 125 pounds. Mm. And she started asking me questions about using extended fasting to get these last 5 or 10 pounds off. And I'm like, Why? Like, why do you need to be 140? Right. What is the difference? Like, what are you... Like, at the end of the day, what's more important? Your quality of health and your emotional state or hitting fucking 140? Like, what really matters more? Are you willing to hit 140 and die? Mm -hmm. Like, is that really what it's about? And then it's like, well, no. Then you need to question your value of why are you measuring success on on a stupid fucking number that arbitrarily doesn't matter. I always, people ask me like, what, David, I'm, I'm, I'm five, nine. What's my ideal weight? I'm like, fuck, how much do you lift? Um, what yeah. are you doing? Realistically, you got about 30 pounds. <laughs> you got about to live in a healthy and happy body. You got about 30 pounds <laughs> to work yeah. with. Yeah. And it's like, and it fucks with people. It, it really does. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, Absolutely. I mean, that, that circles back to a post that I made the other day on Instagram by like, you know, you really need to be careful about the people that you follow on social media, like those that promote, you know, your lowest weight being your healthiest weight, or you're constantly, ch- you know, chasing this super low weight just to say you hit a low weight. Like, that's not health and happiness. That That's not success. Like, that's torture. That's, you know, doing un reasonable things to your body just to say i hit this number yep what did that number do for you and what did it take out of you to get to that number 
Like there's oh. there's no there's nowhere in this fantasy weight loss rule book that someone wrote that says you need to be this exact number to be the absolute example of health. And if you don't hit this number, you that's it, you're fat. You're you're whatever. Hundred and that 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 emotional value of you what you put your your personal yeah. value in on some specific number. John I hate to do this, but I'm making a. I got to make a small pivot. It kind of goes off this conversation, but it's a little bit of a pivot because it's it's measuring success, all this kind of stuff. But it's also a little bit of a tangent. Okay, I want your honest opinion. Sure. It involves your uh, your one of your favorite loves of of life. Um, involves wrestling. Mm. Uh, you had Joe Rogan called out uh, Dwayne Johnson for being on steroids. Mm. And Dwayne Johnson was doing an interview and completely did not convey at all that he's on steroids. Um, number one, do you think he's on steroids? And number two, do you think he has to be, be transparent about it? Uh, one, I a thousand percent think he's on steroids. Thank you. And, and, <laughs> and, and like, there's not a shadow of a doubt that that man's on steroids. Um, and number two, I don't actually think that it's his responsibility to be transparent about it. You don't think so? Um, I mean, like, yeah, maybe to a degree, but, like, I don't want, like, I'd never want to see an athlete posting on their social media, like, their recipe of what they're oh, I agree. No, 100%. You, like, you know what so I much, mean? This is my trend in D-ball, and this is what I'm taking, and this is my dosaging. Right. Oh, I completely agree there. But I, I think if you are in um, the arena that he is in, Right, like you are at this point in his life, he is the number one You're highest an paid actor, icon, whatever. I think to the public eye, leave it up to assumption. You know what I mean? You think so? you're, you're at that level where you can 100% leave it up to assumption. The only people that I that should, you know, like we should ever harp on as far as for being on steroids are those that are getting paid millions of dollars in an active sport. Active sport and or fitness, a fitness guy who's selling fitness a product. competition. That- yeah. Yeah. Selling a product, whatever. Like, yes, yeah. that. Yeah. If the rock turned around tomorrow and was like, Hey, here's my 60 selling minute creatine. rock abs, you know, yeah. buy this video, whatever. Yeah, or a creatine that promised to give you okay. boulder shoulders. Then, yeah, you need to be, you need to be a little okay. transparent. But like, you're you're an actor. You, whatever the case may be, you're a retired. You're a retired sports player, right? Like, look at um, Steve Weatherford. Yep. Steve Steve Weatherford is a thousand percent on steroids. And I've Absolutely. said that for the last five years. And I've had conversations yeah. with the man. I respect the man. I love what he put, puts out into the world. But you cannot look at Steve Weatherford when he played on the New York Giants and Steve Weatherford's body now and look at them both and be like, oh, no, you, you know, he, he's Oh, it's just, he's it's just discipline. Yeah, it's just, it's just discipline. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, let's, yeah, let's no, like, you, stop you, pretending like we're, we're inept. We're like, stupid. Right. Yeah. Liver not, King, and, Liver, but, Liver King needed to get called out. You know what yeah. I mean? That the the guy was literally promoting to massive amount of people that if you eat like a primal jackass and you, <laughs> whatever, and oh oh, and buy my supplements as well. Like you you have to have yeah. the raw liver meat with my supplements. Then of course you will unlock your primal body. 
like mine. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just saw uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson had a, like an interview thing today, and he was mm-hmm. just talking about, I, I wake up at 4 a.m., and I do this, and I do this. And, and I don't like, doubt that he does. I'm, I don't doubt any of that. It's just the fact of, like, you like, just, like, come on. Like, right, here's just, my final tangent on, on this matter for right now. And I will disclaimer this right now. I am not on any sort of performance-enhancing drug. I am not on testosterone. I am not on a goddamn motherfucking thing. But if (laughs) If the day comes. If the day comes. No, I actually lost my whole train of thought. I had something really, really smart. So if we could cut this part, and I will make my point in one second. Um, (laughs) Fuck. I can't believe I forgot what I was going to say. You were to you haven't taken anything but you but if Oh, sorry. Yes. Cut this now to this. Steroids don't make you automatically gain 100%. muscle mass. Steroids no. don't automatically make you stronger. You no. have to put in the work. The same like it's the same adage as uh, bariatric surgery. You can have bariatric surgery and you could do a nothing with it. You know what I mean? Or you go the distance, you follow the rules, and you get the results. The same thing goes for PEDs. Like, oh, you, absolutely. You're, you can't inject yourself and not do anything. Like, it's only allowing you to push a little extra harder every day. It's letting you get a little bit more reps every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the normal guy can do two a days, you could do three a days or four a days. Like mm-hmm. that's really what it and comes it's just the recovery to. and right. like again it's it's anabolic so it helps you put on once you stimulate muscle growth it helps you put on more muscle than what would be physically possible without it but right. again if you're not stimulating muscle growth if you're not eating enough protein then you're not doing anything you're not gonna fucking you're, you're not doing it's anything. not gonna happen but it's just again it's just it's just the issue I have with I'm a transparency freak to a fault like like right now in the world right. today. There is more deceit, deception, and lack of accountability than there is hyper transparency and like being blunt and honest. Absolutely. And like, I, like that. That's that's my opportunity. I think, and I think Dwayne Johnson's in a place where he's almost above it. Like, yeah. if he like, came don't take this the wrong hey, way, David. You're not the Rock. You know what I mean? I know. You you can be. Tra- you have to be transparent. You know what I yeah. mean? Guys like you and I, we have to be transparent. Yeah. Guys like Dwayne Johnson, uh, let's take it a step down from Dwayne Johnson because people say, oh, well, he's a wrestler, so it's expected. Let's talk about guys, uh, you know, like um, well, uh, Mark Wahlberg. You yeah. think Mark Wahlberg is not on a ton of juice? On test and a bunch of shit? He's yeah. absolutely on test and shit. Exactly. All, all, may not these, be a more actors, all these actors, all oh, these Marvel Chris actors. Chris Hemsworth? Right. You, th- you think Chris Hemsworth goes does what he does for uh, Thor naturally? No. Like that's just, you just, you just don't fucking do it, and like yeah, it's it's, it's super. No- or or the newest one, uh, uh, how to measure success? Because again, actually, this go this can actually go full circle. Go ahead. How to measure success? Don't vow. Don't compare your success to these fucking f- top end fitness influencers, these top end fitness icons, because this is the harsh reality. Ninety nine percent of them are on steroids, and you are creating a measurement of success not tangible without them. Right. And 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 you if you think you can get that big and that lean naturally, you are you are measuring your success up for failure. And that's not to say that everyone with a great body is on steroids. No. No. You know what it's I mean? not that size and that big. Right, exactly. <laughs> but but like again, we have to have common sense. 
Yeah. Sometimes. And whether it's genetics or across the board, just measuring success of like, like, like I always say, like, I'm not C-bum. I will never be because of between C-bum's natural ability of genetics, his effort and some roids, some right. roids. Well, not um, some. That's his. I wouldn't say some. I would say. <laughs> say that's his ability. But if you if you're measuring your success mm-hmm. based upon someone else's success in this set arena, good luck. Like, Absolutely. Ju- yeah. Just f- like for because again, some people between genetics, effort, and opportunity, they will succeed. Absolutely. But just like not everyone's an Olympian, not everyone is going to be the like. Like whoever, like for example, us. Like I would be real. Like like, I like I'm blessed that between my two excess skin removal surgeries and how this all came to be, my physique turned out really fucking clean. And no one looks at me going, "Holy shit, you used to weigh over 400 pounds." That was like I I don't get that. Right. For for a miscellaneous amount of reasons. And if you are comparing my physique update of nine years of consistency and two excess skin wool surgeries to your situation and you define your level of success based upon how I look to where I was to where you look to where you are now, it's just going to fuck you up mentally. Like that, One of the worst ways to measure success is comparing your, your success to others. I will, In ca- this space. I will Absolutely. In this space. I will cap off this topic with a quote by none other than The Rock. You need to know your role and shut your mouth. And that's really all it comes down to. No, I completely agree. You know, know where I mean? you're at. Know where you're at. Know, know where you're at. <laughs> like, there, there's bigger fish to fry than to worry if guys like even Joe Rogan, because now they've come after Joe Rogan. Steve, Joe Rogan's on Saturday. Like, there's Joe Rogan can, if he wanted to, he could be. Well, actually, himself. no, Joe Rogan does come out. He, 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 he said he's on test. Yeah, like, but I'm just saying, like, he can. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not a paid fighter. He's he's not a paid football player. He's not anything. He's mm-hmm. a guy behind a microphone. He's just, he's just a guy just trying to live his own life. Right. Live his own life. Go to the gym. Look as best as he wants to look. And he's got mm-hmm. the he's got the payroll to do it. Mm-hmm. Because let's call a spade a spade here. If I had an extra twenty k a month to look any you way want I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like. Hey, if that's disposable income for me and that's where I'm at in my life. You don't life, even need 20K. You need. I'm just throwing a number at it. Five. But yeah. Right, yeah. Hey, man. It is what it is. Again, it's crazy. We're not, we're not, we're not playing for Lombardi Trophy here. We're not playing no. for Lombardi Trophy. Again, and I come from a philosophy where I think that there should be like a sports league that's all natty. And I think that there should be a sports league that's, that would be so that's, cool. That's dope the hell up because sports were not as good. Like 112 miles an hour, <laughs> dude. Look at the best era in in professional baseball. It was the steroid era. Oh yeah, late 80s and all the 90s was the best era of baseball. <laughs> it was the best era of football. You know what I mean? Like, hey man, if people are going to be transparent about it, I, why let why is it illegal? We're not making more money off it. Mm-hmm. And measure success, baby. I like that tangent. We got, that was a good we, got we got a little tangent, but actually it came full circle really, really well. Yeah. Which is like when it comes to the steroid game and the lack of transparency in it, you got to be very careful measuring mm-hmm. your success based upon your top-end fitness icons because either they're genetic freaks – and they're way out of the norm of what would be considered normal, or 
more than likely, they're on juice. Yeah, they're juicing. I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't if I if I didn't tell you I was considering like taking. I think I think anyone who listens to this podcast, um, who is serious about their fitness goals, will say that they have once thought about it. Considered it, yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like you're crazy if you haven't. And I'll tell you right now, if I ever do. The f- I will make a video and speak about it constantly. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Right. This is the realistic expectations of where I was beforehand. This is the realistic expectations of me now on, say, testosterone replacement therapy and being as transparent as possible. It's like, it's like people say like, – it's like my two excess skin removal surgeries. If I would have been like, oh, I, I, I didn't have excess skin removal surgeries. It was, it, this is all natural, man. I just I – just, it just kind of slurp back up and just eat healthy and drink your collagen and life sunshine. <laughs> but like, let, again, we have to be a little honest here because like, let's take, for example, a guy like Nick Walker, right? Nick Walker mm-hmm. is 27 years old. Okay. How athletically built do you have to be from the day that you're born to look like this at 27 years old. And I'm only trying oh, yeah. to try to, so it doesn't clear. Especially when, if you look up like when he was like 17 years old. Yeah. In his first bodybuilding competition, what he looks like now. Right. And you're just like, holy balls. Right. What do you do? He, he picked up a weight one day and just never put it down again. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, he just walks around the house all day, just curling. And then he stops curling and someone throws a heavier weight at him all these years. Like, what... What's that training regimen like? What, like, logically, as a human, free-thinking human being, how do you think you get to that? Yeah. Uh, uh, chicken breasts, broccoli, yep. and mm-hmm. Raw and, liver. Uh, and creatine. Yep. I don't know, man. <laughs> Guys, you got to be realistic in measuring success, and you got to have a very good perspective on all the values of success. Because if you're in this position... And you are in the emotional roller coaster of your journey. It's because you're doing a very poor job at measuring success and being realistic on progress. Right. Um, and, and, and not only are you doing that, like you have a poor way of measuring success, but like your standard of success might just be way too big. Yep. You know, like maybe, maybe you need to change your role models for a little while. Maybe you need mm-hmm. to change some of your goals for a little while. Like, you know, circle back to the beginning of the podcast. Like I mentioned, like have that big picture goal, but break it down into bite-sized chunks that you can handle. Like, yes, we want to lose 250 pounds. We're not going to lose 250 pounds in the next three days. What can we do in the next three days? Mm-hmm. Figure it out. That that doesn't even have to be measured around weight. Right, exactly. Like, there are so many ways to measure success. Yeah. I want to go uh, uh, three days. I eat four meals a day, so that's four. Eight, that's twelve meals. I want to go ten for twelve on eating meals that were to my prime program. If I do that, I'm winning. Fuck yeah! That's right. that is that is a that is a way to measure success in a very fundamental way. That's not even necessarily weight related. Um, and there's there's so many. I want to hit the gym five out of seven days this week. Three out of three out of seven days. Whatever it is. Um, those are all ways to measure success and create progress. And the more ways you celebrate progress, the better off you are because nothing, nothing sucks the life out of the sales more than discrediting and devaluing any progress you're making compared to what you used to be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Wrap this bad boy up. 
at this moment in time, I have really nothing left to say. So I want to thank all of our listeners, viewers, friends, and family for being here today. Um, if you take anything from this podcast, please share it with someone who you think will enjoy it. As always, please five-star rate and review. Um, you can save money at wildchips.com by using promo code the gains in between. If you're looking for a really great, crunchy, chip-satisfying snack, that is where you need to look. I'm talking clean ingredients. I'm talking all-natural, all-white meat chicken breast. I'm talking only egg whites. I'm talking protein-packed and crunchy snack because it rhymed. Because it rhymed. So make sure you go and use my promo code. <laughs> Today's episode was a lot of fun, David. I want to thank you for being on. Um, it was a pleasure. As always, you can find me at J-Arps Journey. That's J-A-R-P-S underscore Journey on all forms of social media. You can follow him at Fit underscore D-Rock. Stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. Toodles.